Support for NPR and the following message come from our sponsor, Whole Foods Market. Host a celebratory brunch for less with 365 by Whole Foods Market, featuring wallet-happy finds like cold smoked Atlantic salmon and more. Today on the show, my boyfriend does too much gaming and not enough working on himself or our household. How can I motivate him? Dear Life Kit. Dear Life Kit. Dear Life Kit. Dear Life Kit. I have a question for you. This is Dear Life Kit from NPR. How can I become a better caretaker? How do I deal with my parents' unrealistic expectations? And we're getting personal. I'm catching feelings for someone, but they're married. I'm your host, Andy Tegel. Every episode, we answer one of your most pressing and intimate anonymous questions with expert advice. One thing I found in mental health is it's really difficult to motivate people. That's today's expert, Jody Adewale. Jody is a clinical psychologist in private practice who specializes in family conflict and has written about everything from adult male psychology to mental health in the workplace. Today, he's weighing in on whether or not you can really motivate another person. Stay tuned. This message comes from NPR sponsor Progressive Insurance, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Get your quote at Progressive.com and see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Support for NPR and the following message come from our sponsor Whole Foods Market. Host a celebratory brunch for less with 365 by Whole Foods Market, featuring wallet-happy finds like cold smoked Atlantic salmon, mini quiches, organic everything bagels, and more. Plus, visit the floral department and jazz up your table with a beautiful bouquet of big, bright, sourced-for-good flowers. When the brunch has to be perfect and delicious, go to your local Whole Foods Market. Support for NPR and the following message come from Jarl and Pamela Moan, thanking the people who make public radio great every day and also those who listen. Okay, Jody, here's our question. Dear Life Kit, I live with my boyfriend and we both work from home. He doesn't really like his current job and it has pretty low pay. He doesn't know what he wants to do long term, but it's definitely not this. Because he gets to work remotely and doesn't have that much to do, he spends hours of every workday playing video games. I feel like he's wasting an opportunity to learn a new skill or take training that would set him up to do something that he likes more and that compensates him better. I voice this a few times and he'll half-heartedly agree but never act on it. And he often gets angry that I don't understand his quote-unquote hobbies. He swears he only plays one or two games a day but I know this isn't true because I can see his account activity online. Beyond the fact that I don't feel like this is healthy, I'm starting to feel a little off-put by his lack of motivation and the additional household labor I do on top of my full-time job while he games. How do I talk to my boyfriend about his professional motivation and his problematic gaming without starting a fight or making him feel bad? I just want him to reach his potential and feel good about his occupation. Signed, Game over it. Jody, can you give us your initial thoughts, feelings before we, we jump right into the advice? So ideally, there's no quick fix for, you know, trying to motivate someone. You know, there's motivational speakers, you know, there's all these books of motivation, but I found that a lot of motivation comes from 
um, one or two places. Intrinsic motivation, it comes from you deep down inside. You want to do mm-hmm. it for you or extrinsic motivation, some kind of external re- reinforcer. It could be you go to your job for the paycheck. You know, you give a speech for the applause. And I found that most long-term behavior change comes from that intrinsic motivation, wanting to do something for yourself, not necessarily for something outside of you. Mm. Something that was immediately interesting to me, the relationship dynamic, um, first looking at game over it, uh, there are a few things that gave me pause and made me feel a little protective of this boyfriend. You know, they're, the one thing is they're monitoring their boyfriend's online activity. And then there's the line, I just want him to reach his potential. Just gave me really big cringe energy, Jody. Um, where's the line between concern for and control of your partner? Yeah. I hear that all the time from family members, from parents, from partners, where they wanting to, their partner to change, they wanting their child to change, their, mm. their family member to change. And I tell them, are you accepting the person that's there or are you wanting them to, like basically the person you, you have versus the person you want them to be? That's yeah. a huge conversation. And sometimes we get so caught up in wanting to make them the person we want them to be and we don't accept the person that they are. And that effort to try to change them pushes you further and further apart from one another. There are some things that, you know, you have to point out and there are some changes that need to be made. But asking yourself, am I stuck in trying to get them where I want them to be as opposed to accepting them for who they are? Yeah, it, it sounds like this couple might just have different life goals or even just different immediate goals. What do you do if you and your partner are feeling mismatch on lifestyle choices or aspirations? Communication is so important in relationships and couples don't end because of problems. Couples end because they fail to work on problems Mm -hmm. and communicating your thoughts, communicating your feelings is so important for this specific individual. I would ask them straight up, is this relationship working for you? What keeps you in the relationship? You know, is this a phase that your partner might be going through or is it a sign that there's something more significant there that you might need to address? And going back to communication, I would really encourage Game Over It to have a serious conversation, a sit down conversation. It could be over dinner. It could be some type of scheduled meeting that they have. And game over it, voice your concerns, tell your partner what you need and what you need different. It's not my place to tell you to leave a relationship or not. It's, I think it's my place to say, communicate your concerns and see if those concerns are are, are taken or if if any change is made. Yeah. Uh, It seems like game over it is starting to do some of that gentle nudging. But on the other side, it would be so frustrating to live with someone who doesn't do their fair share consistently. You know, someone just sitting on the TV as you're doing all the errands and finishing all the chores. Um, When does gaming or any other hobby become problematic in a relationship, in a household? So gaming, I'll I'll consider gaming like drugs, like gambling, you know, like porn in excess too Mm. much can create a problem. So the way I look at substance abuse is, is it causing problems in your physical health, your work, your finances, um, your your relationships, or is it causing legal problems? If if gaming isn't causing you problems in any of those areas, I would say keep going. But it sounds like gaming is starting to cause problems in your relationship, and I think gaming, excessive gaming, just like excessive alcohol, excessive you know substances, can be a sign of a more underlying mental health condition that might need to be addressed. And it's easy to mm. look at the look at the behavior and say, oh, he's gaming too much. Why? I don't like that. Whatever. 
it's important to pay attention to. Is this a sign that there might be some depression there? Is this a sign there might be some anxiety there? Is this a form of avoidance that um, that helps them function to get through the day? As opposed to just being put off by the behavior, understand what's motivating the behavior. Mm, yeah. Um, going back to motivation, talking about intrinsic and extrinsic motivation, what's the healthy version of game over it talking to their partner? You know, would they perhaps try to participate in the gaming or is that an unrealistic approach? So there's positive, negative reinforcement. Um, positive reinforcement could be, thank you so much for spending time with me. I appreciate you um, submitting that resume or taking that training class, giving praise for the behavior that you that you like. There's also something called the push and tell technique where it's, hey, you need to go do this. You need to go do that. You're pushing them and telling them what to do. There's also the pull and show technique. It's come with me. Let's try this together. For game over, it might be a technique of, hey, come with me. Let's look at some of these training programs. Or, hey, come with me. Let me show you this new you know, career option that might be there. Instead of just push, go do this, go do that. Um, it Also, it might be worth sitting down and playing a game with them, helping you understand what's so attractive about these games. Um, if you don't like playing games, that's okay. Maybe have him teach you a little bit about the games. That might open the door for conversation because right now you two are in two opposite positions and any kind of communication is going to be met with defense. Mm. Are there any other, where, where do you think this couple's at? You know, are there any other red flags that, that we're missing? Do you think that there's, that there's hope here? What do you see moving forward? One of the things I heard you say was, I don't want to bring things up without turning to an argument. I hear that from couples all the time. Mm. I don't want to say anything because it's going to turn into a fight. And to me, that's a sign that so many things have been pushed away and there's been avoidant communication or passive communication to where eventually there is going to be an outburst. Mm. And I, one of the things I heard was um, there needs to be more assertive communication where you stand up and speak your needs while respecting the needs of the person you're talking to. You know, this is where I'm at and I understand where you're at, but where can we meet? Um, I also think couples therapy would be really good for uh, this couple. There's no quick fix. I do think a safe space to talk about where where both of them are at can help facilitate a more constructive conversation than just doing it you know, at, at home. So I do think couples therapy might be a really good option. Final thoughts. We always want what's best for our partners, but how can we be better at respecting what they also want for themselves? I mentioned this earlier. One thing I've had to accept about as a psychologist is I can't change people, you know, but people have to, you know, care for themselves. You can be a model for them. You can show them, you know, your Mm. success, but you can't change other people. And sometimes in relationships, we get into this codependency where we don't respect other people's boundaries. Mm. We don't communicate our own. And for this couple, it's important to understand what are my boundaries? How can I communicate them? And am I crossing the boundaries of my partner? Am I trying to make something of them that they don't want? We can't completely do an overhaul of a person. Now, before we go, we end every show by asking our experts for the best piece of advice they've ever received. It can be absolutely anything you want. I would love to hear Jody Adwali's best piece of advice. I remember scrubbing a pan. I was like maybe eight or nine and there was something on the pan, like something stuck on the pan and it wouldn't come off. And I just kept scrubbing it and my dad stopped me and grabbed a fork and just scraped it off. And he looked at me and said, Jody, there's more than one way to do something. Mm. And I think from that moment on, I've been looking at every problem in my life. How can I do this a different way? 
If you've got a question for us, you can find the Dear Life Kit submission page at npr.org slash dearlifekit. We'd love to hear from you. And if you love LifeKit and want more, subscribe to our newsletter at npr.org slash newsletter. This episode was produced by Beck Harlan and Sylvie Douglas with scripting and production help from our intern, Jamal Michelle. Bronson R. Curry is the managing producer and Megan Kane is the supervising editor. Alicia Zung produces our Dear Life Kit social videos. I'm Andy Tagle. Thanks for listening. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Schizophrenia and Psychosis Action Alliance working to shatter barriers to treatment, survival, and recovery so that people with schizophrenia can thrive. They are one of the few advocacy organizations focused only on schizophrenia and psychosis, and as a result, have a deep understanding of this brain disease. They actively partner with like-minded organizations to conduct research, improve access to resources, and empower individuals with schizophrenia and their families. More at wecanthrive.org. Support for NPR and the following message come from the American Cancer Society. Dr. Alpa Patel leads a team that researches cancer risk factors, and she shares how a new study aims to impact an underrepresented community. My greatest hope for the Voices of Black Women study is that it will help us understand and identify culturally tailored ways to change and really eliminate the unacceptable disparities for future generations of Black women as it relates to cancer. To learn more, go to voices.cancer.org. Imagine a house where every room follows a different architect's plan. Doorways don't connect. Staircases lead nowhere. Lost Patients is a new podcast examining our complicated system for treating psychosis, one that loses patients to an endless loop between the streets, jail, and hospitals. We'll ask how it got so bad and how it can get better. Listen to Lost Patients from KOW and the Seattle Times, part of the NPR Network.